Well, good evening. How are you guys, my church family? Yeah. Ooh, you guys just gave me chicken skin. Can you do that one more time? How are you guys doing? Yeah. You know why you guys can feel like that? Because I know some of you maybe had a rough day, having a rough week since I saw you on Sunday. But you're doing that because, because Jesus is alive and well. And because of that, we have hope. You know, sometimes we can feel like, oh, but then knowing that God is on our side, we can still have hope. Amen? Amen. So um, before I forget, because I am so famous at forgetting to tell you guys stuff, um, outside we are, you know, the tent that is out there, we're going to have to take it down this Sunday after third service. So if you're willing and able, um, please come Sunday with extra clothes. After third service, we're going to take that bad boy down because we need to clean it, get it ready because, you know, Easter is just around the corner, right? So you know how we spruce up and do all that stuff. So we really want to get it ready and prepared well. So, you know, just please, um, if you can, okay? Okay, that was my public service announcement for tonight. All right, let's get to it. So tonight we're going to be talking about... Um, I had this message from the Lord, and it was, I love you more. And does that remind you of, like, conversations you had, like, you know when you first start, when you fall in love with, say, I love you more. No, I love you more. I love you more. I love you more. You know, and I thought of that, and I was like, wow, really, Lord? You want me to talk about that? Not in that context, but, and then I thought about, I remember my son, he's not here right now because he just, like, got over being sick so he's trying to catch up with homework and stuff but um <laughs> so I can make fun of him because he's not here but he <laughs> when he was like about nine or ten like he's like the most cutest loving kid like he would tell me one day he told me mommy I love you and I was like yeah like how much do you love me you know I want to milk it right because I knew that one day would come and he wouldn't say these nice sweet things anymore so I was like yeah well how much do you love me and he was like, I love you so much that I love you more than all my video games <laughs> and more than Simon and Spam Musubis. <laughs> my heart almost just burst wide open right there because for my son, if you guys know my son, that's huge. That is huge. I was like, oh, you really do love me. That's love, you know? And I was thinking, wow, that's incredible love. But when I think about love from the Lord, like nobody loves us more than the Lord. And when I think about us, we were created to actually love. We were actually created to worship him. But it's when we run into problems when we, when we don't fixate on him and we get you know off focus and we start looking at other things and we start worshiping other things and and loving things other than the lord and so i was just like okay we're gonna we're gonna talk about this because god created us to worship him and in ephesians 2 10 it says for we are god's masterpiece he has created us anew in christ jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago long ago he thought of us and so he created us anew in Christ Jesus. Not He didn't create us for this world. He created us anew in Christ for him. And you know, if we think about it, if we focus on the things of the world, and if we love things in the world, 
more, that's when things go wrong. Because things can be things that we love can disappear, can be taken from us, can leave us. Anything can happen if you're focused and there goes your world. But if we are loving the Lord more and he's number one, then we're pretty set. Because no matter what happens, we know we'll be okay. We'll have that hope of the woohoo, and we can come on a Wednesday night. Who does that, you crazy people? Who comes to church on a Wednesday night? You do, that's who. That's right. That's right. Because we need the Lord, and we're focusing on the Lord. And you're taking this time, and that is awesome. So tonight, we're going to focus on this story. And a lot of you may know about the rich man who approached Jesus. So in Mark 10, 17 through 23, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared. All these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. We've heard this story. So let's really unpack this. I just want to spend some time and really dig into this one. So in the first part, it's in Mark 10, 17. The first part, it says, As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's a strike one in my book. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Because you can't earn your way into heaven, Right? Because we don't deserve it. So no matter what we do, if we try to earn and do good things and behave, we cannot do it so that we can get to heaven. We do good because of our love for the Lord and because we want to honor him. That's If we do good works, that's why we do it. We know that we can't earn our way into heaven. And so right there, Jesus stops the man. And then he says in um, Mark, we go on to Mark 10, 18. And he says, why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. So God, so Jesus threw the focus right back on God. He's like, good teacher. No, 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 no. Good God. You know, when you fixate on God, true servants of God do that. You know, they, they're like, no, 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 it's not me. It's the Lord. You know, I remember the first time I heard Pastor Ben speak, and I was like, wow, you're really good. That was an awesome message. And he said, it wasn't me. That was God. And I was like, I know. Nah, I didn't say that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but, you know, that was really good. He was like, that's all the Lord. He gave glory immediately to the Lord. You know, our worship team, when, when they sing wonderful songs, just it just happened tonight i was in the in the green room with them and i think it was leroy who said to blossom he was like man place of freedom that's my favorite song that you sing you sound so good and she said 
Thanks, ah. Uh. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> she immediately said, it's all God. Because it's like, no, 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 not me, it's God. Like, they're fixated on the Lord, and that's what true servants do. So that is our first and only point, actually, tonight, is to fixate on God. Fixate on God. And it may sound so obsessive, because that's what to fixate means, right? To be obsessive, to think about all the time, um, to focus on something every day. Like, you ever fixated on something, and all you can think about it all day? Okay, so for those who know me, they know how much I love food. And for whatever reason, I got it in my head that I wanted Kawamoto's food. And I fixated on that. So the beginning of the week, they're closed, right, on Mondays. So I was like, oh, okay. So Tuesday came, but Tuesday we have church staff meeting. So I was like, oh. And during the meeting, I'm thinking, man, what if I leave? No, I cannot do that. It's church meeting, kind of serious, you know. During the meeting, I'm fixated on this, like, oh, okay, when can I leave? But I hope staff meeting finish early, then I can still go. Because, you know, the best okazuya is there, but if you go lunchtime, it's gone. Everything's sold out already, right? All your favorites. So staff meeting finished about 11.55, and I was like, okay, there's no way. So Wednesday came, and I was like, but I had an appointment. So this time, Thursday now, this is Thursday, days later, and I'm still thinking about this. So I finally go. I finally went. And you know how it is to find parking over there if you've gone to Kaomoto's. So I went. There was no parking, like no parking, not in front of the place, not all the way down towards Kapiolani School, went around the block. There's no in that side dirt road street, nothing, nothing. There was no parking. So I went around again because I was fixated. I was determined. I was ono for their food. And so I went around again. And again. <laughs> and again. And I swear it was like five times. Five times. And you know how expensive gas is, yeah, I know. <laughs> five times I went around until I finally, and I started to pray, like, Lord. You know you're desperate, yeah, when you start, Lord, please open up a stall for me so I can get some Komodo's food that I want, you know. And, and he answered. There was a stall, like way, I swear it was almost like by the school, but I parked there and I got it. I was so fixated that all I could think about was their Korean chicken and their maki sushi and their shrimp tempura. And I love the noodles, the noodles. Anyway, and the string beans. I love that stuff. Okay, so now I'm causing you all to stumble right now because now you guys are all hungry. But I was set, and I went through all that trouble. You know, okay, I'm going to just be so transparent with you guys. When I first started coming to church, this particular church, if it was raining and I would drive through the parking lot and didn't have a stall that was near, I would leave. I would leave and go home. Okay, that's a lie. It wouldn't have to be raining. Like, that's how, that's how wishy-washy I was. That's how wishy-washy I was. I would leave, if, even if it wasn't raining. If it if just was full of the parking lot and didn't have the stall I usually park in and it wasn't near enough, I'd get fussy, all entitled, and I would leave. 
Crazy, huh? And guys, I know you don't appreciate this, but women, you hear me. We get ready, right, when we come to church. We get ready. We do the hair. We do the face. We get dressed. So it took effort to get ready, and I left because I wasn't fixated on coming to church. I wasn't fixated on God, obviously. And that's what it means to fixate on God. This world that we live in today has made us so easily distracted that we can go from one must-have thing to the next, right? Must have this, the newest phone. I must have the, the designer shoes. I must have this haircut. I must have this car. I must have these things. We even fixate on people, you know, on, on each other, on our neighbors. Oh, they're ordering Amazon again. What, what they going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, look them. Oh, look them. They never washed their car a long time. Oh, look them. They never, they never cut their grass. Going into my grass. You know, like we fixate on other things. We fixate on our kids, you know? And like, I'm going to share a picture right now. Speaking of that, I'm going to share a picture right now. Right now. <laughs> picture is going. There we go. Look how cute. Look how cute. He's so cute. Oh, you guys are talking about my, my grandkids. I was talking about my dog. Yeah, they're cute too, but my dog. I love him so much that, see that bib he's wearing? I don't know if you guys can read it, but it says happy birthday. I threw him a first birthday party when he turned one. That's how much I love him. Okay, you can take it down because I'm like going to fixate on him. But that's how much I love him. Like, I threw him a one-year baby luau. No, I just went party with, with our, my family. I don't even know what I was talking about at this point. What was I talking about? Where was I? Oh, okay. And so, <laughs> we know when we fixate, like, I know what that dog likes to eat, when that dog likes to eat, what he's allergic to. He cannot have chicken anymore because he gets itchy, so I got to give him lamb with rice. has to be this time, and... You know, I know these things. We know these things about our kids, what they do like, what they don't, you know, what they're allergic to. We know things about our coworkers. Oh, they took an hour and a half lunch instead of an hour. What's going on? They came home late. <laughs> they came work late for the third time. This, you know, we, we fixate. We know things about each other, you know, and we don't, fix on, we don't fixate on God as much as we should. You know, like ask yourself, how long, how long do you watch TV? How many hours do you spend on your phone looking up, you know, stuff and, like, recipes? Okay, I'm talking about myself because I love food. I obviously said that already. So I'm looking up stuff. How long do I spend on my phone just looking up stuff, looking up recipes and all that? It can be good, productive things too, right? It can make sense. Like, oh, no, no, I'm doing good things. But how long do we pray? How long do we read the Bible for? How long do we just sit with the Lord? How long do we, how much effort do we put into our relationship with him? Or even learning more about him? How hard do I really try to be more like Christ? If I fail, do I just give up? Or do I keep trying because it matters that much to me? So it continues on in the Bible. Jesus tells the man after he refocuses him on the goodness of God, he says in Mark 10, 19 through 20, you know the commandments, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud, 
honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. Okay, so this man has been keeping all the commandments and behaving like, I've been doing this, Lord, since I was a boy. I've been doing all that stuff that you just said. So I should get to go to heaven, right? But then catch this. In Mark 10, 21, it goes on to say, Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Jesus looked at him and loved him. He didn't love him because he behaved and did all that, which is a mistake many of us make. Like if I, okay, Lord, I promise, I promise, I promise. If you please help me out of this jam, I promise I'm not going to do that anymore. Please, if I behave, please get me out of this. Okay, I don't know about you guys because you guys are all saints, right? I've prayed that prayer before. I've done that before. Please just help me out this one time. I promise I won't do it again. If I do good, then God will love me or he'll reward me. But good behavior only lasts so long. It has to be a heart thing. It has to be a heart devotion. It has to be a heart change to God. A heart fixation on God in order for us to walk with the Lord and truly, sincerely love him back and have a relationship. Otherwise, we're just playing Christians. We're just saying we're Christians. But the Lord had such mercy and love for this man that he wanted him to have eternal life. He looked at him and he loved him and he said, he told him the truth. He loved him. He wanted this man to have eternal life in heaven. So he told him the truth. He said, the one thing you lack, go sell everything and give to the poor. Because when you love somebody, you really love somebody, you are honest with them. You know, if, you, if your daughter or your son came home and the person that they're dating is no good, would you just go, oh, I'll be fine. No. Especially Hilo, small town. We know everybody. You know who their parents are. You know, I know them. You know what I mean? If you don't like them because of a legitimate reason, you would say something to your child. Be careful. This is what I know. Remember watching American Idol? And they would have those horrible auditions. Remember in the beginning, they showed only the good people, yeah? And then later on, like as the seasons to make things funnier, they would show the horrible auditions. And we found that to be more funny or more entertaining than the actual good singers. Somebody did not love them enough to tell them the truth. Right? Like, like, girl, you're not going Hollywood, okay? So no, no, no. You know? Like, you would be honest, right? The love, your loved one, you'd be honest and tell them, no, 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 please don't. So Jesus loved the man more than just to let him get away with the shallow answer, but then called out a truth which was, then go sell everything and give to the poor. This is what you must do because Jesus knew, Jesus knew that the man valued his riches and his wealth more than loving him. So in Mark 10, 22 to 23, it says, at this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. 
Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The man thought because he behaved well that he could get into heaven. Think about it. This man was so excited when he saw Jesus that he ran out to meet him, dropped at his feet, knelt before him and said, Lord, what must I do to enter heaven, to have eternal life? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Imagine that excitement, seeing Jesus. And he ran out there, fell at his feet, and asked him. You know, reading this and knowing how much Jesus loved others, can you imagine how Jesus felt when he told him the truth? And the man stood up and walked away. You know how Jesus loves, and he came for all? He came for that man. He came for us. And that man loved his possessions more, and he turned and walked away. I just, I can't imagine how Jesus felt watching him walk away, knowing that he was not going to see him in heaven. Now, this story isn't just for rich people. Let's clear this up right now. You may be thinking, well, I'm not rich, so I don't have to worry. I'm good. What this story is about is your heart. Like, the man came and asked Jesus, and God knows our hearts. We always say that. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. He knows. And so he called it out in truth. He knew that this man loved his wealth. For you, it's going to be different. It may be different. It may be your career is more important. It may be you're chasing that promotion. Maybe it's your kids even, your spouse, a relationship, achievements in life. I want to achieve this. I have this bucket list, and this means everything. Maybe it's a hobby. For everybody, it's different. All good things. These are all good things to care about, right? It is. But none should we love more than the Lord. Imagine that guy thinking, I got this. I got this. I'm going to go and ask the Lord, and he's going to tell me, you did it all. You're good. You did all the commandments. Awesome. Gold star. Go to heaven. I can't imagine what that conversation, like walking away, what that felt like. In Matthew 6.21, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And for some, some of us, our treasures are different things other than our relationship with the Lord. And so therefore, we focus and we put more effort into those things. Like when I talked about driving in circles for Kawamoto's food, circling and circling and circling and circling, I have never circled the church parking lot like that. <laughs> I didn't. It's sad, but true. Because I know where my heart was. It wasn't with the Lord, obviously, right? I knew of the Lord. I believed in God. I did. I used to ask him for stuff all the time. Ask for forgiveness. But honestly, honestly, I didn't love him. I didn't. 
it's obvious when you think about it that way. I obviously didn't love him. I just knew of him. I wasn't team Jesus. I was team cat. What I wanted. So like that man, the rich man, if he told me or showed me something that I was supposed to give up and I knew that it was bad, I would leave church. I, wouldn't, I would disappear and I wouldn't come back for like a year, six months, come back, show up, leave again. Because to me, it was just too hard. But it was hard because my heart wasn't with him. My heart was in the world. My heart was in other things, was in people. It was in my job. It was in different things. So I would walk away. Today, today I'm happy to say I am Team Jesus. I mean, yeah, right? I now work for God. <laughs> There's no if I should go to church anymore, <laughs> right? Now, I park in the back, walk through the mud, <laughs> and it's not because I'm awesome. It's because I love him. I love him. And I want to serve him. Now, for some of you, it's not going to be that extreme. That's just, I'm just telling you my issues. <laughs> my issues. Yours is going to be different. I'm not saying, quit your job and come work at the church. I'm not saying that, okay? Because with all of you guys, it's something else. You know, it's something different. But our hearts is to just love him. Like, what is in your heart? Do you love something or someone more than the Lord? Like, really think about that. He's not asking us to abandon our jobs, our families, or anything like that. He just wants our hearts. He wants our love. And you know, if we put the Lord, which is what uh, Pastor Sheldon talks about, in the five C's of our church, the number one thing is Christ. How is our relationship with Christ? He is first. As much as my husband loves me, I know God loves me more. And I know he loves God more than he loves me, and that's how it has to be. Because if he loves God more, everything else under that will fall in line. Everything. Because we will always turn to him first like lord we need to make a decision lord please help my wife she crazy lord you know <laughs> he's gonna pray he's gonna pray first to god i'm gonna pray first to god we cannot go wrong when we put god first because then he has our heart you know our church is celebrating it's 42nd anniversary this month. 42nd anniversary. You know what that tells me? That tells me 42 years ago, a group of people were told by God to start this church. And they loved God, and they were obedient, and they loved the Lord. They were team Jesus. They loved the Lord more than anything else that they said yes, and they obeyed, and they loved the Lord more than their own treasures, more than anything else to make this happen, to make this church happen. They didn't, they didn't do it because they thought, oh, okay, if we build this church, then we're all going to go to heaven. They did it because they believed in what the Lord wanted to do. 42 years ago, these people said, yes, Lord, 
And he loved them right back because the Lord provided manpower, finances, the energy, the time, the people. They gave of their finances. They gave of their hearts, of their time. But it started with their hearts because they were team Jesus. And he continues to love on us. I mean, look at all of you here tonight. We're here tonight. Because people listened, and they loved the Lord, and they provided this. They gave back then. They continued to give throughout the years, not just 42 years ago, but as the years went on, the building needed this, needed renovations, needed that. It still needs stuff. Look online. Online, we have a church family online right now from all over the world. Isn't that crazy? It's not just Hilo people. We used to get thrilled when somebody would drive in from, like, Volcano. Like, wow, you drove in all the way from Volcano to come church? Yeah, welcome, you know. There's people in, like, the Philippines. There's people in India or Indonesia. There's people in Dubai. Dubai, is it Dubai? There's people, like, all over the world watching, and they're now part of our church family. And that's because of people like you that continue to work for the good of God. This is amazing. Like, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we do this? Why wouldn't we love the Lord? After all, he loves us more than anything. He loved us while we were still sinners. He didn't wait. He knew we didn't stand a chance because we would stop him and ask him silly questions like, how do I earn my way to heaven? He knew. He knew that we were like, oh, these kids, they need help. (laughs) Look, my children. Oh, he knows us. He knows what's in our hearts. In Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, which is sins, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He loves us that much. He wants to spend time with us. He wants us, whether it's reading the Bible and learning more about him, learning his voice, learning his his goodness, rather than looking up on things that we can read about other people's lives in social media or on the internet, whatever, whatever is our thing. He wants us to sit, pray, and just sit with him. Spend time with him. Instead of being so busy. And it could be good things, right? Like, oh, I'm so busy. I got to go do this at the church, and then I'm going to help my neighbor go pull their weeds, and then I'm going to go fix this car, and I'm going to go do this. It's all good things, But if you're doing all those things and not sitting with the Lord, you're still not spending time with him. So how can can we do this? Giving thanks for our blessings. Giving thanks constantly for our finances and tithing because after all, it is his. (laughs) He provided it for us. So how can we focus? How can we do this together? From this day forward, how? 
I don't know. That's for you to figure out. <laughs> I don't know what your issues are. I don't know. But sit with the Lord. You know when the rich man fell at his knees and asked the Lord? I believe that he really didn't realize that his riches meant that much to him. Because if he had the boldness, the guts to go to Jesus and say, tell me how to get into heaven, he obviously had no clue that his own greed was more important. So for us, for us, we have to, for each of us, we need to stop and ask and really sit with the Lord. Because some of us, we get blinded. We don't even realize because we think it's something good. It could be something good. But we got to sit with the Lord and ask him because he knows. He knows our hearts. And so he's, he's going to reveal it. So ask him. You know what? Let's ask him right now. Because I don't like giving homework, and I know you guys don't like doing homework. So let's do it right now. Since we're here, right? Since we're here, and we've got this beautiful key music in the background going, right? Let's just sit. Let's just sit. Hopefully your kids are in the other children's ministry, so you got some time right now. So let's sit. And we can ask, Lord, is there something or someone I'm making more of a priority than you? Or you can just say, Lord, how can I love you more? Okay, let's just take a couple of minutes and just sit and listen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this this evening, this time together, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you know us so well and you love us. You have mercy for us. You have forgiveness for us. Help us, Lord, to find moments to be still with you, to put you first. Help us to give thanks no matter what is happening, to give thanks for what we do have, for what you do do for us, for how you love us for the very breath of life. If that is the only thing we have to be thankful that day, may we give thanks. Show us, Lord, show us. For some of us, we saw when we asked and we, we said, show me, Lord. If there's something or someone, some for some people, maybe a name popped into their head. Maybe a face, a visual face popped into their head. Maybe it's an action. Maybe it's something physical. Maybe it's something they do that takes away time from you more than it should. Let them know that they don't have to give these things up, Lord, but that they need to lift you up in their priority list. All of us, Lord. 
May we take more time to listen. May we take more time to get to know you, to love you, to trust you, to make you our number one priority, to look to you first in all things, all situations, to give you glory first. We thank you. We thank you so much for loving us. And may we just love you back and love you more and more. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say together, amen. Amen. Woo! Good job, you guys. All right. That was amazing. Thank you for being here tonight. I pray you guys have a wonderful um, rest of your week. And we see you Sunday. Have a safe drive home. Love you. God bless you. Okay? See you later. Bye.